0: clarifying statement to the class that clarifying statement for the class if it looks like I have dugong aka boogers in my nose my nose has bled three times today already and it's so dry and ripped at the bottom because every winter I know I've complained about this in every episode but I have so much Vaseline it's not Vaseline it's actually Walita skin food lip butter Oh, shoved great. up my nose that yeah. it, it probably looks like there's boogers everywhere. And I'm not going to fix it because it hurts so badly. So I'm no, so sorry. No, please don't. This is the same space with you yeah. and boogers. <laughs> Thank you so much. I knew it would be.
1: Matt and I just got on the phone for 30 minutes because I was just in the worst mood and we just vented for a little and that was fun.
0: <laughs> and, oh, fuck, your boyfriend does listen to this. I was going to say some stuff about our boyfriends, not any tea or anything, but just we oh, like, what like, what are you we're saying? such gorgeous, perfect girlfriends. And I I was just going to say something funny but because they are great boyfriends. They're gorgeous, perfect boyfriends, too. But we're always right. (laughs) And we it's just fun to be girly and like relationship girly with you. It's it is fun. It is nice
1: like being able to because you were just talking meta was just saying like one of the stories that we were telling where she was like because obviously like you go through waves and seasons of like when you can relate to your friends about certain things and like meta was like when you were in your like feral like going out stage like I couldn't talk like not that you couldn't talk to me but it's just like I would have been like yeah like you know what I mean and now we're more on a similar we can get into
0: the nuance of relationship dynamics in a way that I'm like oh I've been waiting to unpack this with you No, And you always remind
1: me that too, like we'll end a conversation and she'll be like, I love Wife Jeff Gabby. You're like, oh, I've been waiting for this
0: message so much. This is like my moments where I'm like my three years older than you really shines. I'm like, yes, I know. I really look age with me. Be 30 with me like every time we, but I know then Aries season is going to come around and we're going to, but that's why you keep me young and you keep me cool. So we'll
1: see, but that's perfect intro because happy February. We love you. In the spirit of Valentine's Day coming up, we thought, well, actually, to be fair, we recorded a relationship Q&A a few episodes back. It was more of an unpacking. Oh, you're right. A we answered a couple questions. But you're correct. You're correct. Yeah. We told the stories of how we met the men's and... Unpacking healthy relationships after trauma, if you're interested. Thank you for...
0: You're welcome. Exactly
1: what I was trying to say, but could yeah. not find the words in my little brain. I knew it. Yep. We're, We're right, right here because we've say. been on the phone
0: for 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we really... That's a good warm up for us, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, no, I think it is because I was in a really bad mood, so it worked out. Hmm. Yeah, we re- we recorded that episode, and I think we only got to like three audience questions. But I had asked on yeah. Instagram for you guys to send through relationship questions, and boy, did we get a lot! But we didn't have the opportunity to answer all of them, so it's kind of what we want to do
0: today. And also, usually when we do Q and As, you know, we really like to unpack the nitty gritty and the nuance and the blah blah blah. So we end up answering five questions five, per Q and A today. Gabby and I had the idea we are trying. To be thoughtful, obviously, but also be concise. Like, we are trying to move through these questions because we have so many and they're all so good. Let, we're going to try to answer, like, 20. Let's just... Yeah. Let's roll it. Yeah.
1: I think with advice, it's difficult for... I don't want to speak for you, but for me, because I want to... Cover all wanna, the bases and yes, you don't know I the cover situation. The want. I don't want to ever absolutely. sound
0: aggressive. I don't want to sound... I've listened back to shit we've judgmental. said and I've thought in a different perspective, I would never give the same advice. So I yeah, completely understand. But, thoughts may vary. but that's why... That's why we need to show that bitch. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. We're going to jump into it. Do this it. is the quickest we've ever done. A four minute intro. Ready? Okay. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm scared. Help. How do I stop? Psych- <laughs>
0: Just that. Period. <laughs> Me. like Every day. Yeah, literally. We cannot help you. Us too. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do I stop psyching myself out and let relationships happen? Oof.
0: Fair. Do you want to go first? Because you kind of did this for yourself in the past year.
1: Yeah. And I actually was having this conversation with somebody yesterday because they were asking me about... A friend of mine just moved to LA and she is on Hinge and that's Ooh. where I met my boyfriend. And so she was like, I had asked her if she'd gone on a date. So she's moved here and she was like, no, she's also a Taurus. She's like, I just judge everyone and like just Absolutely. think I'm better and like, you know, whatever. Anyway, so we kind of had this conversation yesterday, but- I think that the key to this, for me at least, was having self-awareness like around what my value system was and like what mm. were things in my life that were non-negotiables versus things that I was willing to tolerate because no one's ever going to be a perfect human being that ticks literally every single box. They can tick every single value box, yes, they but can. they're not going to tick the like personality box. Do you know what I mean? Or like, or like ticks that like you have or x or whatever. Yeah. 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 So like, I think I just got really real with what my non-negotiables are versus what are things that like I'm okay compromising on. And a big, big, big fear for mine, which you guys know, because I feel like you've grown through this with me on the podcast was I was just really fucking scared of letting people in. And I thought that I had to use the side of my personality. I think I had to use my Aries moon of being this like really sassy, like sarcastic, yeah. like hot, like untouchable, yep. like you can't have me because I have a roster, like type of bitch, you know? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That deters, like it attracts some people. But in my experience, and again, there's nuance here, but in my experience, it attracts people that like wanna fuck and it attracts people that like they're also doing the same bullshit and they find it like a whole fun competition with you but it doesn't necessarily i'm not going to say it deters but it doesn't necessarily attract maybe the partnership that you're hoping for and my now boyfriend said this in the very beginning that we were dating we were having drinks with one of our friends and she basically made a comment being like he was like well what are you looking for and she was like i don't know you know i could have a fuck buddy i could have a roster i could have I, like i want a boyfriend whatever and he was like if you're fine with whatever you're going to attract whatever and that resonated a lot so i think that like just Working through the pieces of your shadow that peek through. Mine was like, I'm really worried about someone actually seeing me and then choosing to leave, which is why I had that facade up. When you work through those things and lead with your authentic self, you're gonna attract that person. It's scary. I'm not gonna tell you that it's not, but it quite frankly might be one of the only options. (laughs) And listen, you can move through it with them and you can find that partner that like will work through and move through those fears with you.
0: I'm just bursting at the fucking seams right now. If you have not listened to season one of Thoughts May Very, you need to go listen <laughs> to it and come back and listen <laughs> to that rant again because your growth is just shining. Thanks, sister. Shining. Also, you have been such a values girly recently. I have been. Which is kind of the perfect segue because we didn't we didn't promo the thing. So if you need help discovering what your values are, we have a little <laughs> someone coming out to help you with that. <laughs> And we can actually we tell them what it this. is now. Okay, so we've been working on a secret project for months since months. last summer that is about to come out. And we should have told you in the beginning, but we're telling you right now because how authentic. If you don't know what your value system is and you need to work it out and you also have listened to our fucking manifestation episode and heard how brilliant we are, <laughs> we right. made a manifestation journal. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Did it come it's out so today?
1: Good. It came out the 6th, which is today that this is live. Today. So it's out now. You guys can download Go it. Get it. Meadow had the beautiful, brilliant, genius idea that it's downloadable. So you can print it out if you'd like. You can fold it into like a little workbook. You can also just download it as a PDF, type the answers right in, or you yep. can just look at it and write it into your favorite journal of choice. We love That's my preferred products. way
0: because I have like a relationship with my journal and yeah, it's like same. beautiful same. and, you know, that is my preferred way. But also sometimes my wrist really hurts. So I kind of love that something is just, you could type straight into it too. But we worked really hard on them. There's the, basically why I was reminded of this, the very first, there's a whole explanation of kind of neural manifestation. We break down all of the science behind it. And mm-hmm. then we talk about your value system because that kind of defines the rest of your work and what you want to call into your life. And then all the prompts are broken down by themes. So we have inner child prompts. We have shadow prompts. We have expander prompts. We have pattern prompts. We have... What else, Gabby? There's a lot. There's, there's over 100 prompts. There's over 100 prompts. And can I just say that
1: I have no issue admitting this. Meadow wrote the entire thing. And she worked her ass off on it. Thank and... You. It was a project that she kind of brought to me and was like, hey, do we want to do this? I think it's done. And I just had the- It was
0: not done. You made so much sense of it and it would never be what it was
1: without me. Well, you. thank you. But that's Don't, what I was going to say. Like, I, got the, I got the pleasure of being the editor. Yeah. That was a really yeah. fun activity for me. And Such good dress rehearsal when you edit my whole book. hmm It was really fun <laughs> editing this. I learned so much. And Meadow is just such a genius. We all know it. We all love it. Thank we you. all learn so much from her. And there is, I can, I feel so much more comfortable bragging about this because I didn't write it. <laughs> it you is are so, so
0: funny. It's you so good, so you guys. Much. You guys, it's you so really, good. No one else can take my brain and make sense of it the way you can, though, and disseminate Meadow it to the masses.
1: Loves a run on sentence and uses 501 Woo-hoo! commas. So I, I will write, say, like Jack Kerouac,
0: <laughs> it's like, it's in her Hemingway. It's page, I could write three pages, no period.
1: Yeah, like go. if you could, you would. So Absolutely. I will say I did edit the fuck out of it, but yeah, the content was all there. And it's just, guys, Thank it's you. so fucking good. If you're on Patreon,
0: you know how good our prompts are, by the way. Yeah,
1: it's it's a really, really, really good journal. And it's so like customizable in the way that like the prompts are there, obviously for you, but take them as you will. If it doesn't resonate, then like- Totally. Write something else that you'd want to
0: write, you know? It's very much a choose your own adventure style experience. You could go backwards. You could do five prompts a day. You could do them in order. You could do one per day. You could sometimes the way I do it is just depending on what's triggering me right now. So if you kind of yeah. scroll through and think like, oh, I immediately have an answer or something, that's kind of easy to stream of consciousness out. Anyway, let's go back to answering questions because that was a lot but you okay, gave us let's a go back to answering questions. But segue for
1: that. We're yeah. very excited about it. It's really good. Check it out. It's on Yay. our site. We'll have everything linked in the show notes. Okay. For sure. Um, number two, somebody said how to rebuild self-confidence in being hot while in a relationship, even though he makes me feel gorge.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, take it away. There, my fiance makes me feel gorgeous no matter what too. And I struggled with self-confidence for so long. And like I said, I worked on a bunch of different things. I've mentioned this before, and it genuinely came down to one day just being like, fuck it. We ball. Like I'm just going to choose it's almost to an extent a fake it till you make it situation mm-hmm. where you gaslight your depression or gaslight your insecurities to act like you think you're the hottest bitch on the planet until you yeah. kind of embody that energy. I will say because they're going to make you feel supported no matter what, engaging in things that genuinely make you feel good despite whatever they're bringing is really important there because they love you for who you are. They think you're the sexiest bitch alive for who you are. I'm saying bitch a lot today. Sorry. I just, if you're turning into really me, excited. <laughs> I know we've been to, like, we're really, our banter was already going off so much. So I'm really in it with you right now. But I think just, you know, dressing for yourself, rediscovering if you want a hair thing, like engaging in different activities that make you feel good, even if you're doing somatic healing and moving your body around in a weird way that's not necessarily like putting on a show for someone else, but mm-hmm. you feel super hot and empowered doing these weird, cool movements. Like, it's all about figuring out what it means for you, what it looks like for you, despite everyone else, because they're going to be supportive of you. Yeah, and also, it really is. I I hate saying that because it sounds like such a cop out, but for me, it really was the fucking fake it till you make it. I'm just going to decide I'm hot now it and just really, delusionally believe in my hotness, I've, right? I've like I it flip. and I don't like giving that as advice because it doesn't feel productive, but it's genuinely what I did after. I can reiterate, you guys. I live in Southern California from middle school through college. I never wore shorts. I was so yeah. embarrassed of my legs. I never wore shorts. And then one day I was like, fuck it, Weeball. And I went to Miami with my girls and I posted bikini photos within three I months. I loved taking pictures of your ass. That was really fun for me. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But do you know what I mean? I don't... Uh, do you have any more helpful advice than me no, just gaslighting myself? Great.
1: No, because it's honestly what I do too.
0: Yeah. And you're
1: right. They love you regardless.
0: If anyone else, let us know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And by the way, if you're in a yeah. partnership, I know this question said th- that they make you feel gorgeous, but if you are in a partnership where that's not the case, it's time to say bye bye. Yeah. Cause that's not. Or you if deserve- you need to like
0: have a conversation have about, a conversation. Yeah. hey, Thank like you. maybe words of affirmation isn't your love language, but I really like to receive them. Like just because I don't have to say it to you, it would really mean a lot to me if you said this to me, you know, just kind of giving them tools to help understand how to support you. But then if they actively refuse to engage in them, it's time to say goodbye.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good segue. Somebody asked how to cope when you have different love languages. Somebody else has how to handle your partner not being good at your love language. Um,
0: graciousness, patience, examples. Mm-hmm.
1: Communication. Feedback,
0: the compliment sandwich. Compliment, mm-hmm. constructive criticism, feedback, compliment. hmm maybe doing the quiz together and realizing, Hey, so there's also a difference when you do the love language quiz. It's interesting because there's a difference between what you like to receive and what you like to give. Right. So like yeah. maybe looking through all of them and getting really clear and talking that out with your partner and then being like, I, it's really easy for me to show love in this, these ways, but maybe it's harder in these ways. And you see where that aligns with what they like to receive or not. Mm-hmm. And just having that open conversation and also check-ins. Mm -hmm. Aaron came up to me two days ago, randomly sat down next to me and said, how can I be the best fiance to you? Is there anything (sighs) I'm not doing right now that I could be doing out of nowhere? And I was like, no, because just you asking means that I (laughs) love you so much. You know what I mean? You're perfect. But then what did I say? I said, cook for me more, I think. And then he didn't have anything for me because he had to think about it. Because you're perfect. But that's what I mean. You could still like, you could have those conversations, go think about it for a week and come back and be like, oh, I got a good one. Like, I want you to make this meal for me. Just like Mm -hmm. fun little regular check-ins. You don't have to make them scary. You can start really small, start with compliment sandwiches, lean in and move slow, but let someone know when something is meaningful to you or if you have a need that needs to be met. It's your responsibility Mm -hmm. to let people know if you have a need.
1: Yeah. And communicate your desired behavior. Yes. Absolutely. You know, like communicate your need and then be like, if this happens, then this happens. And you communicate your desired behavior in that way. Okay. Thoughts on, <laughs> thoughts on making it work with a really emotionally unintelligent person. <laughs> Here's my initial yeah. reaction to this because I've definitely yeah. dated people who have the emotional intelligence of a fucking peanut and that's like the most generous thing I've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> if they are willing to learn and to do the work themselves, we can be expanders. But remember, we're not changing people. They need to want to change themselves. I like remember and point it like I fucking smack it into my little head every day. we can be expanders we're not going to change them so if they're willing to do the work you can send them. we were just talking about this not about Mm -hmm. being emotionally unintelligent because people in our lives are a one but sending resources and sending like videos and like tiktoks that like might like allude to something not in a passive-aggressive way but just like in an interesting way
0: like we had a conversation about this and look it just came up on my for you page this might be interesting to explore yeah Mm
1: -hmm. i just think if like they're willing absolutely anything that's is possible. possible.
0: But if they're unwilling and you're on a journey where you're really trying to expand that for yourself, that might be challenging. You might need to talk that out or figure something out for yourself.
1: Yeah. That might be a non-negotiable for you. Yeah. And that's which fine is too. fine too.
0: Totally. And
1: you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And maybe they, the separation that you, I hate, mm, I won't say hate. Sometimes I get like frustrated with the idea of like being somebody's motivation.
0: Mm. But at the same yes. time,
1: yeah. why is that so wrong? Like, if you're a completely unmotivated person before you met me, everything about that, like then that for me is a non negotiable, but I don't mm-hmm. have necessarily an issue with having your partners or like your future family or your f- current family like be a motivation to accomplish something or to do something. Mm-hmm. I just okay. hesitate with it like in in young relationships, like I know that I did that a lot in my really like fucked up relationship where I was like their motivation for literally wanting to do anything and to change any behavior. And Mm -hmm. I thought like me leaving would like be the light bulb. And even though like it was, it was sort of them placating me in a way because it Mm -hmm. wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I think like Mm -hmm. if you do need to leave them because like it is one of your non-negotiables and they do inevitably end up doing or not inevitably and they do end up doing the work and that's something that you guys want to revisit, like I'm not opposed to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it takes
1: people leaving and losing something to realize the value in it. I
0: don't know. I love that discernment though, because that's exactly how I feel in my relationship. Like I feel very motivated and like a self-starter and I have a lot of goals for myself, but I look at Aaron and I think I'll fucking do anything because I have him to look after now too. So I, I totally understand that balance and dichotomy. I love that you said that I have nothing to add beautifully said. Great. We're plowing through these questions. I know. I know. Okay. Hopefully, do you people think, like this version, and we're not just totally missing the mark by trying to go quickly. Please let us know. Yeah, let us know because we it's can't just... know without feedback. We need communication to go both ways, you guys. Always, See what please. we're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. A couple people have asked this. Do you think it's possible to work through cheating in a
0: relationship? Yes, I do, and I have a different opinion than my fiance about it. Not saying like I would we ever would cheat, but Aaron is like. Cheating is the worst thing you could do. It's a non-negotiable. I've been cheated on multiple times and I've also cheated on someone. And I think, I mean, for us, we didn't work through it, but by no means do I think that has to be an end all be all. I do think the biggest reason why I see people go down that road and it fails is by holding it over their head for the rest of the relationship. And I know we've spoken about this. Yes. Well, that's the thing is like, I'm not naive enough to believe that the world is black and
1: white. And like, I stand by that 10 out of 10. Does that mean that I wouldn't, put that man's balls on a table and chop them off. And does that mean that he would <laughs> fucking chop my head off too? Like that's never going to happen in our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But again, I am not in other circumstances in other people's lives. So I'm not even going to call that energy into my life. I'm not <laughs> naive enough to believe that the world is black and white. And so yeah. I agree with Meadow. But my point that I wanted to add was that if this happens to you in any situation, whether it's cheating or whether it's an argument that you have that you choose to forgive your partner. You Mm -hmm. need to hold yourself accountable for the fact that you chose to forgive them and move forward accordingly. You cannot forgive somebody. And then when it's convenient, go back a month later and dangle something over their head. You made a conscious
0: choice. Keeping score. You made a conscious choice to move on. If you move on, you fucking move on. You cannot bring it up every time they do something wrong.
1: And by the way, everybody's going to give you a wrong answer. And I, it's, ironic that we're saying this because we ask our audience to give us questions and then we're sitting here answering it, but it's like, you can only really answer that question for yourself.
0: Absolutely. It's a very, agree more. don't listen individual. to us. Your <laughs> gut decision, everything. I would love to give advice and opinions and I would love for no one to take it. Do you know what I mean? You know what's yeah. best for you as goes with everything in this podcast, take what lessons really resonate and feel truthful. And if it doesn't, that's what's most important is for you to listen to that voice for yourself. And we're only ever trying to empower people to understand what that voice is for themselves yeah. and show you that there's a lot of different options for what that could look like. Beautifully said. Beautifully said.
1: Okay. Somebody asked, I'm 22 years old, never been in a relationship. How do not feel behind in the relationship department?
0: Girl, you, you young. <coughs> I get it. <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> I get it because people start, you know, dating at 13. But my God, your prefrontal cortex isn't even fully developed till age 26 or 27. You quite literally don't have all of your brain. Like you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're fine. It is
1: very true. It is very true. Cause there's nothing wrong with like, I hate the the word like, I have a sl- lot of like, friends like, like didn't late date till bloomer. their mid
0: or late 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I know, don't that, love that the phrase so like dumb.
1: bloomer, but I just think like if you're not, unless you're not dating because you have like some unresolved trauma that like you're not addressing or like you have some something that you're not like avoidance or whatever it is then like I would encourage you to talk to a therapist and talk to an expert and figure out what that is because that's, that's hard blocking we you get it. that's really hard. hard yeah yeah but if it's just because you're like I'm a fucking gem which you are and like nobody has proven that they're worthy of that piece of me then like per bitch. or even if you just have no interest you're like or you have no interest doesn't to yeah. me at all
0: that's cool too you're it busy. You're twenty we
1: put so much pressure right now on ourselves to like have everything figured out in our 20s. Who the fuck? Who was that actor? Rain Wilson, is that his name? The guy that plays I Dwight him. in the Office? Okay. Yes. I just saw it. Uh, it came up on my TikTok. I don't know whose podcast he was on, but he basically. He has his own, doesn't he? Like a philosophy podcast. Oh, so maybe it was his podcast. We should get him on the podcast. I Oh, my God. He basically. <laughs> Adam was on like, the bucket list. Yeah, I'm an Adam. I, I just looked up at our bucket list on my wall. I know. He you said. Have that song. He said, your 20s is the biggest waste of your time.
0: abso fucking He was like, again. it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's what they're for. So, What's my new know... favorite saying? Peaking in your 20s is the new peaking in high school. No one cares. Yeah. The 20s is the worst. I even saw a TikTok of Teffy this morning being like, if someone said $10 million to be 22 again, she'd be like, keep it. Over my dead body. <laughs> and I could not agree more. Like, the Literally. 20s are so hard. You are not behind. It's, it's so hard to not compare in your 20s to, especially in this day and age. I totally, totally, totally hear you.
1: Okay. How to get over irrational jealousy in a healthy relationship. I have thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm a naturally jealous person
0: because
1: I'm not. And I think it is because of a lot of things, but that's not the point of the question. I just, I would advise you to A – Maybe take a peek at the things that you're doing in your life. Because sometimes I have seen in other people's relationships, especially when I was younger, people would get really, really like mad and jealous with their partners. But then behind the scenes, like it's because they were doing that shit always. No, and always. like then they that, were like, oh, yes. if I'm capable, like they're doing it times too. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. So like maybe take a little peeky peek at like what you're doing in your life and see if that is why. You are getting jealous is because you are projecting and think about how you would feel. Obviously jealous, but
0: or if the you're not. Or flip if someone is being like really overstepping a boundary and you know that and you can feel that, but you're not listening to it. So you're just saying, I'm jealous. You know, there's the flip side of that coin.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe you
0: actually are just putting up with things you're genuinely uncomfortable with and you need yeah. to be honest about that because you're allowed to be.
1: And I think also just communicate with your partner because maybe, especially as women, like we're it's so easy for us to just get cast as like the jealous, crazy girl mm-hmm. and- Usually, it's because we're trying to be like appeased, of like, relax, sweetie. It's fine. You're being rational. You're being crazy. But maybe they're like Meadow said, there is something that is coming up for you that's making you uncomfortable. And instead of getting like irrationally jealous, try and have a stable like conversation with your partner where you communicate to them what's making you uncomfortable and how it's making you feel and then see if you guys can adjust the behavior
0: accordingly. I don't know if this is helpful, but I know you are going to relate. So I have to say it in my past relationships. I was such a jealous motherfucker. And with this one, I've never been why birth control. Yeah. Birth control fucked up my moods and my hormones and my like snappiness and my anger and irritability to a level that was unreal where I felt so jealous. The second I got off birth control, I was like, I am delightful. (laughs) Like I could not care less. Couldn't care less. He also genuinely makes me feel so safe. And Well, that's what I was going to say. So I understand it's
1: both. I think it just also has to do a lot with like being with a person who like actually makes you feel safe. If you've seen a photo of my boyfriend, like, you know what he looks like. Like, he's a very attractive gorgeous. person. <laughs> yeah. And like, people are going to hit on him and people are going to flirt with him. And like, whether or not that sweet sweet boy wants to acknowledge it, it happens. So like, I'd be naive to think it's not going to happen when I'm not there. So like, right. I'm fine with that. And he has that same narrative too, where he's like, why wouldn't I want to show off that like, you're my girlfriend? Or why wouldn't I want like, of course, it's like, other people are going to think you're hot. Like, you're hot. Sure, sure. But I think it's just being able to have the conversation and the confidence in your relationship that like nothing's actually going to happen and like no one's going to hold it down like how you're going to hold it down.
0: Exactly. I grew up with my mom telling me that my grandma used to always say, if I found your grandpa in bed with another woman, I'd know it's because he's trying to sell her a car because he was a used car salesman in Chicago. And I think that's the funniest thing in the world. And like now I agree. That's Like I could find him in a compromising position and be like, What, like, what are you doing? Like I could, like really could care less because of how confident and comfortable I feel with him. But also I will say there is something to be said about the hormones because birth control, even with relationships that I wasn't super pressed on or like situationships I wasn't super pressed on, I would get so jealous. And I, that was like a hormonal imbalance. Absolutely. Yeah, but also
1: I feel like the the times that I was most irrationally jealous, I was a lot younger. So again, like you're going through puberty, you're going through all those things. Your hormones are fucking crazy. Also, this is somewhere where I'm really telling you Listen to your intuition and don't listen to your friends because people egg you on. Yo, oh
0: my God, do yeah. they? In such an unhealthy way.
1: Like literally, especially with jealousy. Who was I talking to the other day that I was telling them a story and I was like, explaining like a, a conversation that we had had. And uh-huh. I was like defending, or I was sorry, I wasn't defending behavior. I was like basically saying like I was wrong in what okay. I was saying okay. and like how we worked through it. And they were like, but were you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think <Yes>. I was. <laughs> and basically being like, don't let him tell you that. Like, were you wrong? And I was like, I thought I was. Not because he, like <laughs> cast me into thinking it, but because like I really chewed on it and was like, if I'm saying I'm wrong, I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> and also like the another good gorgeous example of when you're telling your friends a story for just like support versus advice. Yeah. Being like, hey, I took accountability in this really cool way versus like, I am not asking for your opinion on what you thought whose side was right in a fight. Exactly.
1: Okay. Somebody said, engage to a man who treats me perfectly, but I feel like we've lost passion. Mm. You talk about um, this. Yeah. Because it nature. also
0: <laughs> immediately makes me want more context because Gabby and I were just speaking about how in relationships, there's totally seasons and ebbs and flows. And sometimes the passion is just on fire. And sometimes it's like your roommates just vibing and being best friends right now. And both are totally valid and fine and absolutely normal and natural. I think it's one of those things where I'm reminded of the Ram Dass thing that you and I also say all the time. One plus one equals three. There's Mm -hmm. each of you and the relationship and you have to tend to the relationship as its own separate entity and being. So maybe Mm -hmm. that's something you need to have a conversation with. But I don't think passion being dwindled is an end all be all by any means. However, If it's something that you are communicating about and trying to rekindle and trying to do things and aren't being reciprocated, that needs to be a larger conversation. But I do think it's totally normal to ebb and flow with that stuff. And I don't think it's always like hot, hot, hot all the time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's just not the reality of like fucking marriage, quite frankly.
1: Yeah. Not
0: that I know. know. What do you think?
1: No, I agree. I have nothing else to add. Yeah. Okay. How to deal with an otherwise 100% feminist boyfriend still just being a man, aka feels like he's the enemy and will never understand the female experience. I think you answered the question in the sense of like, he is a man. He is never going to understand the female experience. But at the same time, we are women and we're never going to understand the male experience.
0: I've gotten into heated conversations with friends about this all the time, like with Aaron and our friends and their boyfriends. And it's just so interesting the way everyone unpacks it. But at the end of the day, that exactly what Gabby said. There's a certain level and point to which we just aren't going to understand. I don't know what I was. I was listening to a podcast the other day and someone asked a friend. It, they were two friends and someone said, um... What's the hardest part about me to understand for you? And I was mm-hmm. thinking about how I would answer that for you, and immediately I was like Latin identity, like that's so core to who you are and your identity, your formation, the way you move through the world. And at a certain, I can understand and empathize and kind of like hear you mm-hmm. out and know the emotions. But there's a certain point in which I will never understand. Mm-hmm.
1: I've had this conversation so many times where it's like we've talked about like why I won't get gas at night. Yeah, and he's like, what? like you know what I mean. And they can understand yeah. when you explain it to
0: somebody, but it's like. They don't feel it unless you're not going to feel the fear. <laughs> you experience it, and that's yeah. fine.
1: I don't need you to. That's fine. Yeah. I just need you to come with me,
0: <laughs> and that's I why we have podcast. exactly, exactly. That's why we have like grace and empathy for those situations, and and makes you really, really appreciate your female friendships and other mm-hmm. people that because you're one person yes. isn't supposed to serve every part for you. You know, I was so hoping you're you were about to say that on other people for other things. Yeah,
1: yeah. One person can't be your everything. Yeah. Good question, though. Funny question.
0: Great question. Been there. How the fuck do you trust men? <laughs> that was literally a question. <laughs> uh, well, sister. We'll ask Aaron that when he comes on because Aaron is the biggest, what we we call him a ladies man, but not like a ladies man, like a ladies man. Like, oh, he he's is. He's the only boy invited to girls night. Always yeah. every friend group. Like he's the yeah. safest space for everyone. And he has helped me trust and unpack men in a greater capacity to that understanding just in terms of like, Gosh, women have had such shitty experiences, but you cannot generalize half the fucking population. You can't crucify someone for being born to the penis and identifying as a man. Exactly.
1: Like, and 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 here's the thing. Like, yeah, no, I was just gonna say because that's one of those loaded questions where I want to know. Like, there's yeah, exactly. There's There's so much more. So much trauma happened in their lives and seen so much trauma happen in their lives, and like, I would never want to disregard that or gloss over that, and I would never want to like laugh at like why. Like, yes, I know it's a funny question, but like I wouldn't want to laugh at anyone for asking that question because it is oh, a valid for question. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. PTSD is real. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think if we're talking about someone who like maybe hasn't experienced that, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just more of like a internet perspective because I see that mm-hmm. so much, like on TikTok mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. perspective of just generalizing. That's what Matter and I say? You can't crucify someone for who they are.
0: If following hurting people, anyone new for you, page, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, But yeah. I would actually love to unpack that with Aaron publicly sometimes, because we've talked about that at nauseum for the past five years. Mm-hmm. And boy, that that boy just lives in the gray. You know what I mean? Like he really yeah. he's so big picture. He always has very beautiful takes about just human connection and understanding. Also, you know what? I, let me, let me preach off of my fucking spiritual shit because that does really help me like going into the whole Eckhart Tolle, Ram Dass, we're all connected and we're all Mm -hmm. humans and like, we're all part of nature. Like when you kind of can tap into that spiritual essence and see people in a different light and through a different lens and have more empathy for them, wherever, you Mm -hmm. know, situation they're in, it does help you gain more trust for people and, and can kind of zoom out and see people as a collective consciousness. And I don't know, it, it helps me gain more hope. Yeah for situations and gain more um, trust for yeah. humans being good overall mm-hmm. when I do spiritual work, I guess. Yeah. So that does contribute and just too, And also like, me.
1: if you don't want to put your trust in somebody else, that's super fair and valid, but put your trust totally. in yourself that your intuition will guide you to the people that should be around you. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. And if you don't trust your intuition, that is such great work to bring to therapy. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll do one more? Yeah.
0: Okay. And then it's date night, baby. Love is in the air. Where are you guys going? Our favorite restaurant in the world that I keep wanting to take you to. Oh. I have to make reservations way in advance. That small tapas place I'm in love with. Ooh, yummy. Okay, I have to take you to come down <gasps> when you come without the boys. You and I will go on our own date there. Can we get dressed up? Yeah, that's all I want. Let's literally lay home. I just all day bought a long. new get super denim dressed skirt. up and cute. Oh my God, let's wear it. Go out for like one to two hours and then come home and do nothing again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I literally... My favorite. Okay, really big, really big tangent. Gigi Hadid, lo- fashion icon for me. I love yeah. Gigi Hadid. She did you did buy one of her sweaters? No. no. I would fucking chop my arm off for one of them though. They look so good. I, I really know. want this vest that she sells. Anyway, she... um. Posted a video on Vogue and it was like seven days of outfits or whatever the fuck, and I basically yeah. copied four of them for my trip to New York. Love and one it was like a long denim skirt that she got. Yeah. it was like a white one. Hers is a little low waisted. I got one from Reformation that's real fucking cute, but it's a dark blue, but it's really high waisted. Okay, makes my hips look really great. Ooh, and I'm gonna do like a turtle, like a black turtleneck, like tucked in, and then I'm gonna so do chic. a leather coat.
0: And I need you to buy high me a leather, leather jacket, boots. or like not for me, but I need you to mm. tell me where to get one. Knee high leather boots, love, love. Yeah, because it's a long skirt, skirt. long pencil down skirt. So cute. It's going to be real chic. I'm going to wear that to my meeting. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Can't wait. Also, by the way, I don't, I feel like I've told you this, but any all white outfits you see, you have to send me because I'm going to change my entire wardrobe to be all white because I'm in my fiance era, bride to be era. I don't care. I'm in my bride to be era (laughs) and I'm eloping. And so it's all about the fashion for me. So I'm wearing all white all the time till I elope. Okay. I love that. My name is Metalark. I quite frankly should be a cult leader. And Maybe my childhood be. home was down the street from Heaven's Gate. Was that the one? I don't in know, San Diego, where they drank the Kool Aid. Literally, I grew up down the street Shut from them. Shut up! How did, we never did talk I about not this? know that? And I'm, I'm pretty sure the they- same year. Like, I was born in '93. I think that happened in '95. Down the street. Yeah. How did we never talk about that? I don't know. We should totally I'm unpack it with my mom. Fascinated sometime. by cults. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Last question, because I think it's a valuable one, and I just don't ever want someone feeling shitty about themselves. Okay, oh. should you kiss on a first date, and after how many dates should you have sex?
0: Oh my god, whatever the fuck you want with any different person, it does not matter, girl. Do or I don't not to assume your gender. I mean, girl, in the most gender inclusive way, humanly possible. Do whatever you want.
1: Period. Whatever feels good. And by the way, like. I would love to get a man's opinion on this if we're talking about hetero situations, but like in any situation, Meadow's right. Like you, it's just do what you fucking feel, feel the vibe. If you are into it, be into it. Who cares? If you're both consent to the situation and are yep. happy about it and excited about it and the vibe is right, like I genuinely believe that it's like if it's a person that you're meant to date and you wanna date, and you have sex on the first date, or you kiss on the first date, it's not gonna deter them from dating you. And if it is deterring them from dating you, then you don't wanna date that person.
0: Dating rules, quite frankly, to me, are the stupidest thing. We've never subscribed to any rule. Like, I just, they're all culturally made up. I don't believe in any of them. Here, we're gonna fight again because you like rules, and I think they're all no, no, stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> I would just want to make it, I wanted to make an amendment to what I said. Oh, okay. So, my little footnote is,
1: no, I lost it. No, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. Oh, when I said that if they're not in, if that's going to deter them from dating you, then like you shouldn't be wanting to date them. Mm-hmm. I want to make an amendment to that because there, there are some people where like, if that's like your value system or your like religious beliefs or like whatever it is, then For like, sure. fine. But now I'm taking my amendment back because if they're participating, <laughs> because hold on, because if the they're participating talk- into it, <laughs> If they're participating in it, why do you get judged for the behavior that they're participating in?
0: You tell me. I take my amendment back. <laughs> I stand by what I said. I stand by what I said. Do whatever you want. There's no rules. Whatever you want. There's Don't no ask rules. permission. Don't be ask safe. other people. Just be please safe. be safe. Consent for everybody. Mm-hmm. Do what you want. Learn I would the love to do like Sometimes first- you have to.
1: Like more than talking about whether or not you should kiss on the first date, let's talk about the fact that they shouldn't pick you up at your house.
0: (laughs) They should not know where you live. You should be (laughs) meeting a public place. That's good. That's good rules. Somebody should have your location. Yes.
1: Like, let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this was fun. We didn't get through all the questions. We No, there's so many. So hopefully we didn't completely miss the mark by trying to do so many in one. Please let us know. If you liked this, we're really trying to, we, you guys, us. we say it all the time, we're broken records. Y'all ask the best questions humanly possible. And we're genuinely trying to get to them all because we want Mm -hmm. everyone to feel seen and acknowledged. And you all ask great things and we want to talk about it all. So hopefully this was a fun way to do that. I had fun. Me too. Put me in a great mood. Happy love month, baby.
1: Happy love month. Go show some love to yourself. Yeah. Masturbate Or a
0: friend (laughs) or your friend. Buy a journal. Buy a journal for your bestie. Buy one for your partner who doesn't know how to do the work yet that you're being an expander for. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just really in my head about the fact that I said masturbate and you glossed over it and didn't acknowledge it and like are talking
0: about like. Actual yeah, I was just trying things. to sell journals instead. But I, I mean, we. Yes, I just got insecure about Go it. Go masturbate. Go. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go medi- meditate, <laughs> masturbate, <you>. manifest. <gasps> with Bring our, it our journal. Full circle. We're out. And with All right, that, ciao. bye.
1: <laughs> Have a great rest of your Monday or whenever you're listening to this. <laughs>
0: bye. Uh, how's it
1: going y'all it's aaron don't let your monday suck don't have those sunday scaries i'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying ah shit it's monday you know what goes down tmv releases every week on mondays Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts May Vary Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, AB. Gotcha.